0: here the number is 603-283-6160 that's 603-283-6160 and in the studio tonight you've got Ian Binkles,
1: and Bonnie you
0: can join us online anytime you want over at freetalklive.com you can enjoy the features that we have on the website they're free so once again head over to freetalklive.com to do that Last night, Bonnie, you had a story that we we kind of just kind of got, just barely got into at the very end of the show uh, from the Foundation for Economic Education. Yes. And it's an opinion piece about people being angry at the so-called elites of the world. Uh, And we got a little bit into it if you want to kind of recap for us. But first,
2: Uh, before we get into that, like, I actually want to analyze this term, the elites. Yeah. So, I mean, it's I mean, it's really common for people to talk about the elites and just assume everyone knows what everyone's talking about. And I mean, okay, so there's a difference between like the money elite Mm -hmm. and the power elite, Mm -hmm. except, of course, in a country where the money buys you power. So, like, uh, we could be considered uh, the information elite because we actually get our information from uh, non-governmental and non-corporate media sources. Hmm. So, I mean, uh, I, I could be considered a uh, the massage elite because I'm better at that than most people.
1: He is.
0: For sure. But people probably aren't angry at you because you give a good massage. Right, right. So-
1: but, yeah, the the use of the word elites in everyday, like, libertarian Twitter, I think it's usually referring to people who run the show behind the scenes like Klaus Schwab, but then the left likes to use it towards people like Jeff Bezos. Klaus
0: Schwab is the founder of the World Economic Forum.
1: So when I say the elites, I usually mean people I might not even know their names. Mm -hmm. People who probably tell the presidents what to do and we never will know their names, like families and stuff like that, just stuff I assume happens because I don't think Joe Biden actually runs the United States. But... Some other people might be talking about Elon Musk, so yeah, it is glad, point important to bring it up. I'm
0: glad you brought that up, P. Close, because I kind of touched on some of that last night when I mentioned that there's the people who have become wealthy through actually serving mm-hmm. others. And providing a good product or a good service and making their money on helping people. And then there's the people who have become wealthy and through the use of the state and Mm -hmm. through forcing their competition out of business or Mm -hmm. not allowing them to even compete in the first place or whatever kind of state violence that we're talking about here and i'm not sure who the article is really addressing i don't know if we've gotten well more. It,
2: it seems like they're kind of hopping back and forth between uh, i mean it, what what i think they're trying to defend is the the money elite but the thing is mm-hmm. like the more the more corrupt a uh, uh, situation is, the more corrupt uh, a state is, the more the money elite and the power elite are the same thing. Sure. Yeah. So like when you print off a bunch of money, all that money goes to first, it goes to the, the politically connected people and then they spend it first right. and then it trickles on down to the rest of us. By then it's lost a lot of uh, what they call purchasing power. So when you have a more corrupt system like that, the power elite becomes more of the money elite.
1: And it's just a fact that a lot of these people who own corporations, like Elon Musk and Jeff Bezos, I don't know the details, but in the United States, I know that um, we we have you know corporatism, people going and getting deals from the government, mm-hmm. and it's not the same as just somebody who made it big in the free market. That's right. They have you know the government giving them power to do things.
2: Yeah, and as we move to more sound money, which is very much where we're headed, uh, I believe. Uh, as we head towards sound money, we get more of a, a point where the money elite is not the power elite, is not the politically connected class. Mm. So like uh, Elon Musk, you know, the I guess the richest man in the world, although I guess that sort of changes uh, every now and then. So yeah. he he definitely gets most of his money from corporate welfare, from uh, like uh, Tesla's largely funded by uh, green energy initiatives and, you know, government mm. money. So that's that's a case of being the power elite making you
0: the money elite but for instance satoshi nakamoto or someone who we you know might be able to identify because mm-hmm. that person's still anonymous mm-hmm. but somebody who was in early in the world of bitcoin and right. held on for the ride that's kind of a new money elite mm-hmm. right
2: absolutely so that's someone who uh you know uh satoshi nakamoto is uh, hypothetically like the richest man in the world he's i think in, in the point. top
0: 20 or something mm-hmm. like that
2: well uh and the thing about that is, like, it's it's tough to t- to say because the price of Bitcoin is constantly changing. Yeah, and there's the fact that everything that ever split off of the original Bitcoin is money that he can spend in those altcoins. True. In addition to the, so I mean, it's kind of hard to calculate, but like, there's one oh, of the uh, m- the potentially most rich people in the world. Yeah, and it's not because it's quite the opposite. Not only was he not receiving this money from uh, printed money from from governments, but he went completely in the opposite direction and gave us an incredible tool, and by providing that value became uh, one of the money
0: elite. Correct. If we could identify him or her at this point, Mm
2: -hmm. but uh, that may never happen. Yeah. Now, on the other hand, you have like, uh, you know, uh, John D. Rockefeller, who like, Actually went from one to the other. So at one point he was earning all of his money from from providing energy to people in an efficient way. Mm-hmm. But once he had enough of that, he could buy politicians and push out his competition. Yep.
0: So Seen he went that done so many times in various different businesses right. where the business becomes the regulator. Right. They write the regulations that the politicians then pass because they've got the politicians in their pockets. And prohibit new competition, new innovators uh, from coming in and shaking up the business.
2: Yep, and and those are basically different by degree. So like even when you haven't uh, performed what they call regulatory capture. Yeah. So like even when you're not to the point where the corporation is writing the laws for the lawmakers, uh, they still have this point where they can go, yes, please put extra regulations on because I can afford a legal team
0: and uh, an up-and-comer won't. Correct. Mm-hmm. So, Bonnie, what, um, is there a way that you can kind of briefly recap, but without going through it again, what the, I think it was Tom Mullen was sharing over at the Foundation for Economic Education before we pick back up?
1: Um, yeah, he he's basically saying people are being childish by blaming the elites. Like, the elites did this all to us. Look at the inflation and the way the world is today. The elites did this, and it's all the elites and not my fault. He's calling the people, I don't know, just of the United States, but it seems to be United States centric mm-hmm. out as being the people who gave them the power. Because I kind of disagree with you and Aria's assessment of power. I don't think that corporations would have any power without the government and the government has no power unless the people give it to them. So, I mean, like we outnumber them for one thing.
0: Mm, that's true.
1: So he's saying basically... There wouldn't be elites without the people who said, yes, give us the Patriot Act for more safety. Yes, give us this and that and Social Security for more security, you know.
0: Yeah, I, I don't disagree that it is because at some ex to some extent, people have consented. I think there is truth to that statement that, you know, people get the government that they deserve, so to speak. I mean, it certainly doesn't apply to those of us who are not consenting and would like to not be Uh, targeted and talked to by these government goons but because the majority of people do want to feel quote-unquote safe they go ahead and demand mask mandates they uh you know demand all kinds of safety measures and like you said uh social security to be waiting for them when they get old enough and being taken care of from cradle to grave because of this mentality it certainly feeds the the largesse of the state and
1: that's why i think if you're a person who's trying your hardest not to feed the state, then you just shouldn't take this personally. It seems to me that this article is pointed more towards the conservatives who say, oh, we need police to protect us. I don't care that they're putting red light cameras and invading our Fourth Amendment, all that. You know, Mm -hmm. I don't care about that. I just want to be safe. So I want socialized police. And then also the leftists who say, you know, I don't want to get coronavirus, the cold. So everybody has to be forced by the government to wear a mask and all, yes, I'll give them that power. It's not really... You, I think you and Arya will kind of take it too personally. Like, I, di- I didn't give them th- that power, but yeah, you didn't. But I think this is more towards the average American.
2: I'd say it's a combination, really, because on the one hand, you have uh, these terrible power mongers who already have this plan. And on the other hand, yeah, you do
0: have the ordinary people being complicit in their own enslavement. We're going to continue here because there's more to the story. That's why we brought it back up again tonight to dig into it further. You're going to share more with us on the way here, uh, Bonnie. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. And surprise, post office police found to be using their social media surveillance program illegally. We'll tell you about that. Coming up, too, it's Free Talk Live. It's Free Talk Live, and you're invited. If you want to join the show, you can take control of the airwaves here. The number is 603-283-6160. It's Ian Peekless, Mountaineer, and Bonnie in the studio here tonight at 603-283-6160. By the way, you want to get into the world of cryptocurrency, you can go and get started over at Bitcoin.com. Just click Get Started at the top of the page and you will learn some of the basics about crypto. Uh, It's important to get those concepts down before you dig in deeper and actually Uh, Maybe get some Bitcoin or Bitcoin Cash or some other cryptocurrencies. In fact, you can get a bunch of them through Bitcoin.com. So it's kind of like a one-stop shop there over at Bitcoin.com. And if you're not brand new to crypto, you can get the latest news headlines anytime from the world of crypto over at news.bitcoin.com. Again, News dot bitcoin.com let's go to your calls and thoughts and we'll continue with bonnie's uh piece what well, you didn't write it but uh from the foundation for economic education that you're sharing with us tonight about the elites first bad slave is on the line in new hampshire you're on free talk live sorry bad slave French, we got uh, you now go ahead it was my bad yep we got you
3: oh i'm right. sorry good yes i um i just want to say that uh you know if it wasn't for the extra powerful central government, the 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 uh, the elite would be, you know, drastically emasculated.
1: So, how did we get a or a super powerful central government?
3: Well, it's because of. of People on the left think that that's the right answer. Oh, people on the right yeah, think that too. Right too. I
0: mean, the the
3: Republicans no, were
0: in no, charge they, for many they, years.
3: They're always giving lip service to smaller government. Sure, the and then
1: getting and us into wars.
3: They don't, they don't follow through. No, of course. But but I mean, if, just like the you left know, is the, always
2: giving if lip if service if to if being if anti-war, there,
3: unless they're in charge. There's incentive all around and uh, and and in the and the right people are you know I and and you've got what the heck uh, you know everybody consenting you've got to stop consenting at some point or we don't we we we're, we're not gonna get anything different I mean at least get the uh, New Hampshire you know general court to
0: actually But uh, he's talking about nullification there with the the New Hampshire government possibly telling the federal government to go pound sand on various different issues. uh, Various different issues. And there have been times when New Hampshire has done that. Of course, the classic example is seatbelt laws, uh, where New Hampshire's state representatives have time and time again, because it keeps coming up by those who want to mandate seatbelts, uh, the mandate uh, mandatory seatbelt law keeps on coming to the state House and they keep on rejecting it. and therefore they are rejecting millions of dollars in uh, federal funding for you know the highway department or wherever it would end up. And so that's one example, but there are there have been other ones. Well, and and this is the thing. I mean it, it's it, it's kind of like a, a
2: biological or a computer attack. If you keep hitting it, it or like if you imagine trying to beat down a door, mm-hmm. you know, you kick the door, it's still there. You kick the door again. It's still there. I mean, if you just keep kicking that door, eventually it's going to be brought to splinters and you get through. And the same thing happens in the legal system. You've done that before. I have, in fact. (laughs) And the same thing happens in the legal system. So, Mm -hmm. okay, uh, this year we brought this up. Oh, it didn't get through. This year we brought this up. Oh, it didn't get through. I mean, uh, the, the USA Patriot Act is one of the most tyrannical pieces of legislation ever, and every single year during the fall they would bring it up but after the twin towers fell mm-hmm. all of a sudden there's enough fear that it gets through that's right and and the same thing happens with every kind of expansion of government power as as long as the as long as we hand the ability to honestly to regulate anything by force like you could pick the most innocuous thing possible, just the tiniest little nothing power, and if you give me the ability to enforce it without uh, by initiating force, by threatening people, I can tell you exactly how that one power will expand into an all-encompassing totalitarian government.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's what uh, reminds me of what Harry Brown used to say. He was the Libertarian Party presidential candidate in the year 1996 and 2000, arguably the last great Libertarian Party presidential candidate, um, sadly. But he was really great. Last ago. meaning most recent, not uh, final. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that, uh, you know, he, he would point out that you can even if you could pro- somehow construct the perfect government program that was somehow efficient and only did one thing specifically and did a good job of it you would not be able to even if somehow you could get that to pass which of course is highly unlikely because it gets through the political process and then it gets all kinds of modified but even if it passed in exactly the way you envisioned it you wouldn't be the one who runs it. It would be bureaucrats who run it. And they would come in there and demand more, you know, bigger budgets and, and expand their purview beyond what you, far beyond what you had originally intended uh, for the program. And, and you'd have, before you know it, huge government as a result of that. So, Bonnie, you had this story here uh, tonight that you were sharing with us from the Foundation for Economic Education.
1: So he goes through the years, starting as far back as the Constitution being a power grab that the people were okay with happening, that gave lots of, usurped lots of power from people to the government. Um, And he goes through the years and he got up to the breaking up of Standard Oil. He says, considering how o- his honest effort was rewarded by those it benefited, it's hard to blame Rockefeller for throwing in with the government in a scheme to make dishonest money at the same people's expense.
0: I don't know. I kind of don't have a problem blaming people for going in with the government and using yeah. violence. To, I do agree uh, with that, but yeah, I absolutely blame him.
2: I mean, uh, so for one thing, if Rockefeller had not uh, had not done what he did, especially with uh, so he used his political contacts to put a whole lot of pressure on every single medical school in the country. So they're getting sued into oblivion left and right. Except the ones that he personally props up with his own personal funds. And, of course, he's getting lauded for this. Oh, what a great humanitarian. He's keeping schools around. Yeah, schools that were only threatened because of his influence in the first place. Mm. And which schools did he keep up? Oh, the ones that are prescribing petrochemicals. So at this point, every other school of medicine, and there were many, many schools of medicine in this country, but every single, end throughout the world for that matter, but every school of medicine was obliterated because of his use of government power. Wow, I didn't know that about him at all. yeah And that's why we're in the mess that we're in now where, you know, Pfizer controls all of these uh, democratic powers at the moment. And it's just another extension of the oil company hmm. using government power to destroy their competition.
1: And- I think all that stuff is really bad, but it started off with uh, actually being a honest company, and then his competitors appealed to the government for help, and... The, the people didn't stand up and say, no, don't break up Standard Oil. Don't, you know, we want a free market. They, you know, the people didn't stand up and... and Even
0: back then, people didn't like rich people, right? Was yep. it, that was what they, they used? They were like, yeah, rights.
1: break him up. And, and then he ended up doing bad things. Thing but that's another right, recap.
0: We'll continue uh, with this story about people being angry at the elites. And I guess what he's saying is, well, they used violence against him so you could understand why he turned the gun around against others. But it's still not okay. More coming up. Do you feel like your country no longer holds your values? talk live phones open if you want to join us here the number 603-283-6160 that's 603-283-6160 chicken or the egg was it the elites who created the system that is doing this to us or is the system which is people doing this to us because other people want it done is it just what people want is total tyranny Well, I think it was Hamilton that said the
2: purpose of government is to protect the rich from the poor.
0: Oh, is that right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. That seems to be doing well.
2: Yeah. Yeah, it's doing a great job. I mean, we really do live in exactly the world that Alexander Hamilton imagined. Hmm. He wanted a big, giant, global empire with a lot of debt.
0: Yeah, 29 30 trillion something like that. Now, I I saw something today about the uh, the Canadian debt and I just thought, "Oh, isn't that quaint? They've got a whole trillion. <laughs> <You know? laughs> but this is a much smaller. Uh, well,
2: you know, if they were the world's dominant currency, they could print like mad with uh, no
0: real uh consequence. Well, of course we have consequences now. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Uh all right, Bonnie, what else do we need to know uh, from this story?
1: So in the last segment, uh we went through how this guy in the story says that considering how Rockefeller's honest effort was rewarded by those it benefited, it's hard to blame Rockefeller for throwing in with the government in a scheme to make dishonest money at the same people's expense, referencing the breaking up of Standard Oil.
0: I think also referencing the foundation of the Federal Reserve, right?
1: Well, he referenced lots of different things. He went from, like, the Constitution But that's what he said,
0: dishonest money. Wasn't Rockefeller involved with the... That whole group in uh, 1913? Probably,
2: but I can't think of a of a direct line. Hmm. I mean, it it would be kind of shocking otherwise, but uh, I, d- I can't think of any direct... Hey, if any of the callers know a direct line between Rockefeller and the uh, Jekyll Island thing, let me know.
1: Yeah, I can't remember. My 10th grade history teacher told us all about the Jekyll Island thing. It wasn't in our textbook or anything. He was like a conspiracy guy, but in a good way. It was pretty cool. And so that's the last time I heard about it, honestly.
2: Oh, conspiracy realist.
1: Yep. So so anyways, he goes on to say, several decades later, Bill Gates built a software company that refused to send money to Washington. You rewarded that with full-throated support for the government's antitrust suit against Microsoft based upon the ridiculous premise that Microsoft had an obligation to design its product for the convenience of its competitors. Gates learned the same lesson Rockefeller did. That mob-styled, we the people, can't be trusted with freedom. Better to collude with the government and try to control them. Who knows what they might do next? Yes, very wealthy people with names like...
0: Now look at Gates today. I mean, he's become a total... If he never was this way originally when he was just a computer nerd, he's now a total control freak. Mm Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, there's a—I a, don't know how true this is, but there's kind of a story going around about, like, well, he was going to stay out of government until government threatened to split up his empire. Yeah, that's what she's talking about. Yeah, and uh, I don't know how true that is, honestly, just uh, diving into Bill Gates' history. Like, he has always been involved in the government. Like, uh he? the i mean honestly the development of uh, of our technology has been just completely intertwined with uh with the military with darpa with uh, all of these government uh, m- mostly military programs but d- um so i think he always would have but certainly uh historically he didn't he didn't make this turn until they tried to split up his empire
1: i i was going to say i don't think that it really changes this guy's point that there was a antitrust suit against Microsoft and mm-hmm. the people, just, you know, didn't come out and say, no, you can't do that. You know, uh, well, most they people want don't the, even They pay want the
0: attention. I mean, I get I get what he's saying. Like, he's oh, given so many examples,
1: fault. though. It's not just this one thing. And now it's all the people's fault. He's given a million examples that we've talked about since yesterday. I, I don't
0: disagree with what he's saying here, that ultimately, if people were paying attention and wanted something different maybe they would get it so what
1: is it not their fault that they're not paying attention i think it's their fault that they're not paying attention
0: well i'm just pointing out that a lot of people probably don't even know anything about what he's talking about most people probably have no idea anything about the history of microsoft and the fact that they've been targeted by the government or anything like that they you know these people are are working they're out trying to make ends meet. They're going to work. They're coming home. They're trying to and ignore... choosing to
1: pay their taxes.
0: Yeah, because they're well, afraid about the wars. They know about, the they know about at least one thing. Bitcoin.
1: You yeah. can't know. You can't not know at least one heinous thing that the government has done. You've never heard of no Waco? Okay, then you've heard of but the people, war in Yemen.
0: You may know what or, you. You, know, you may know that they've done something heinous. They may have even targeted you or your family members. But then you know that they are violent and deadly. And in a lot of cases, you will want to avoid them, and you'll take a plea deal, and you'll want it all to go away just so you can get back to taking care of your family, because you know the old saying is you can't fight City Hall. And if you can't fight City Hall, you sure as hell can't fight the state. And if you can't fight the state, you definitely can't fight the federal government. So there's this whole mentality of... We can't do anything about this, even if even if we don't like what they're doing. I'm I, the little person, cannot affect what is going on in D.C. And that's a good argument.
2: Well, it used to be. So I mean, I I definitely had sympathy for the idea of like, well, there's nothing that the individual can do against this system. But that all changed in 2009. As soon as okay. cryptocurrency came into existence, we had a way to fundamentally undercut the power source of these terrible mafias. No doubt.
1: And I can't see how you could say that there's nothing the individual can do when the individual can all move into one place. That was decided before 2009. Sure, now you're and talking about
0: the Free State Project. Absolutely. It's not like there's
1: no no option. I, I just think if you have a, a conscious and... and any type of morals you're against the state you wouldn't personally back the things they're doing and if you can't do that you're you're going to try to get a way to get out of it get out of their system
0: yeah i mean if you are aware enough to know the principles of liberty and to care about those principles and are willing to actually take the risk of putting them into play uh, and to do something about it, then, yeah, there are paths, and we have taken that path of joining together with other like-minded people in New Hampshire who care about freedom and are doing something about it. That doesn't mean that it's an overnight process. It's going to take a very long time. But most people don't care about the ideas of liberty. They may not like what the government's doing to them, but they do like what the government does to other people, or they might And that's the whole about.
1: point of this yeah. article. He's saying you want to be safe, you want— uh the patriot act you want the tsa but you don't care how it's affecting other people that's the whole point
0: no i get i get that i'm just saying for the for the average person or for not even for the average person for the person who cares enough about freedom to pay attention and to be frustrated by the lack of it i wouldn't blame that person if they just wanted to try to ignore what was going on and just try to make ends meet and feed their family and get you know get go to work. And that, that a lot of people purposefully don't pay attention to what you know happens in the real world as far as politics because it they don't think they can have an effect on it. <laughs> they don't know about the free state project. Well, you no, know, they don't know about libertarianism. Well, uh, there's an old saying that uh, for
2: evil to triumph, it only takes the complacency of the good. Mm-hmm. So absolutely. Uh, and what he seems to be calling for, like, I, I see what he, I see his point as far as like if there had been a you know a, a, i think he puts it a full-throated defense of the property rights of Microsoft sure. when when they were targeted i mean like the the people on the on the political right the republican party and those voters they have at least a, a lip service and a reputation for defending property rights for you know uh, things being as they used to be you know conservatism and i certainly don't remember any of them speaking out and saying no you can't do do
0: this this company has rights but even if they had this is where i'm quibbling with with his point is even if a bunch of people had oh, call your congressman and tell him to defend microsoft well the, how many times has that done anything at all
1: well he's way ahead That's, that was the last example he's given yeah. in this timeline of examples of times that people gave the government power
2: it would have at least made the power mongers find a new way of attacking I don't think
0: it would have done anything. They would have done if whatever they been wanted. there
2: a public outcry against them doing this?
0: Yeah, they would have done whatever they wanted, and then come election time, they'd have all been re-elected. Because it doesn't matter. I mean, look at what happened with the Bearcat here in Keene, for instance. Like, 90% of the people of Keene, Republicans, Democrats, Independents, were against it. People spoke out, they called the, the Keene city councilors, which is a much more intimate... You know, connection. Well, because there's
1: in that situation, it's the people who didn't step, uh, step up, like the Republicans who love cops. stepped up. Yeah, but the Republicans who love cops were enough to be complacent in and, and let them. There's more
0: coming up here. This is Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live. The phones are open. If you want to join us here. We're talking about the elites people's anger at them or should we be blaming the victim in this case the people who've been oppressed by the state many of them seem to want the oppression so is it really their fault is why the elites have the it's power It's definitely that they have? fault
1: if you want the oppression
0: Indeed uh, the number is 603 283 6160. That's 603 283 6160. Tonight, you've got Ian. Bigless Mountaineer.
1: And Bonnie.
0: And I want to say thank you to Matthew, who is a Free Talk Live supporter of our AMPS program at amps.freetalklive.com. Matthew is a silver level supporter, which means that he's given, uh, I think, five, at least five bucks a month to AMPS. You can go to amps.freetalklive.com, that'll take you to our Patreon, and you can get signed up there and help us advertise, market, promote, and support Free Talk Live to help us get the ideas of freedom on more radio stations around the United States. And elsewhere, uh, via the internet, you can go to amps.freetalklive.com. You get some cool perks for doing that, and we certainly appreciate it. So, in uh, just the last moments of the prior segment, I was talking about the futility of attempting to do something through the system, or at least the feeling of futility in a lot of cases, that we were uh, this article that you've got from the foundation for economic education is suggesting that if only people had stood up to defend microsoft from the antitrust attack by the government then that could have stopped this you know expansion of power
1: well you don't have to give well, them support
0: and
2: and i wasn't saying that it would stop the expansion of power i'm saying that it would force them to go another another route so when people push back on ideas you do actually see basic retreats from the expansion of power in that sector. You see them put those those efforts in another direction.
0: That can happen, but I, I was given the example of something that happened a little closer to home here in Keene, New Hampshire in 2011 or so, I think, 2012, somewhere in that range. Uh, there was a proposal to accept a $280,000 grant from the federal government, taxpayer money, to purchase what is called a bearcat. It's basically an armored... Uh, personnel carrier for the police it's a modified truck with some armor put on it you know, like gun ports and a turret and there's all kinds of crazy stuff that they can do with it so a quasi tank yeah i mean in fact it was called the tank by one of the city councilors at the time and uh, they of course you know the police wanted a new toy and what city council is going to say no well it turns out at least one member of the city council said no and managed to kick this thing down the uh, down the you know the street a little bit here to actually have a debate on it instead of everybody just voting for it on one night he managed to delay that and alerted people to what was going on and people turned out in a way that I have not seen. Until just recently, with the covid mask mandate situation, which you went to that with me, Bonnie, and that room, remember the city council room was packed right yep. there was it was standing room only
1: then they had and, a watching room downstairs because right. there was like overfill,
0: yeah, the the fire uh chief was downstairs. You could not come into the room unless someone left the room, so they were at capacity. And so there were actually literally were people standing on the, the first floor. That happened recently during the COVID uh, mask mandate hearings that they had late last year for bringing the mask mandate back. And the last time that happened was in 2011 or 2012 when they had the hearing about the Bearcat. The room was packed full of people. And every single person who spoke on that issue at the city council meeting, except for the police, every single person was against the the acquisition of the Bearcat. And further, let me go on. Further, one of the city councilors, who ultimately was one of the three who voted against it, uh, one of the city councilors said she was contacted not just by the people in that room, but also email, uh, phone calls. Because here, here in Keene, you know, in a little town, you can pick up the phone and call these people, right? Like it's not like the federal government where there's gatekeepers and staff members, and you can't you can't talk to these uh, house reps or whatever. So they heard from- she said it was. 90 percent, 80 to 90 percent of the contacts she received were against the Bearcat, and that's got to be true across the board for all the rest of the counselors. But yet, they all voted uh, not all of them, but you know, 13 out of 15 or whatever, or whatever it but was. But th-
1: that was after however many years I don't know, 200 years that Keen's been around of people accepting the corporation that is Keen existing. So no it's doubt. not like it's just People need to suddenly just stop saying no to whatever specific project their city councilors are trying to push through right now. The point it stops saying yes to these entities existing from the beginning. You. That's why he went back to all I, the way to the Constitution. I get that. I'm just, I
0: was bringing that up as an example of how it doesn't matter if you contact these people. That, I don't you think you that's what he was
1: saying. I don't outrage. think this person ever just said, hey, call up your reps and tell them not to go... You know, well, what was he companies? saying about
0: uh, Microsoft? Then it's well, he to gave like so he,
1: many examples before that. Yeah. He's saying you're you're accepting the government I existing. Get
0: I get it, but calling them up and telling them to go away never won't said work. that. Call, yeah. Calling them up and saying leave this company alone won't work because
1: of all the things that they've accepted so far.
0: Fine, I'm just saying I, that's why some people are like, you know what, this is pointless. I'm walking away from this.
1: And they, they don't they actually up. walk away from it. They pay taxes. Yeah.
0: Because they're afraid of what the state's going to do to them. Look at what they're doing to the Crypto 6 is another example. Look what they did to Ross Ulbricht. Look what they want to do to Julian Assange. These people are monsters. I don't blame anyone who wants to stay under the radar. So how recently was the uh, Bearcat discussion? 2012, roughly. 2011. Well, did these representatives get uh, voted out? Of course not. Not a single one of them that I'm aware of were punished in any way, shape, or form at the ballot box, that
2: is really disappointing because you actually have a chance of doing that here. That yep. is unlike uh, any other state. I mean, yep. you only have like what three thousand people that each uh, each of the representatives That's about represents. Right. But mm-hmm. it's
1: keen, and we just need to give keen to Vermont because <laughs> it's literally ridiculous <laughs> here. So Democrat, I mean, so liberal. Well,
2: so let me give you a a, a sort of counter narrative on this okay. for the for the example that we were discussing with uh, Microsoft. Yeah. So what might Have happened. If there was enough pushback, if there were enough people saying, now, wait a second, they have rights to their property. Mm -hmm. Like they invented this technology. So why can't they profit from it? What might have happened, that might have sparked a larger discussion where people go, well, now wait a second, it's a corporation, that's part of the government, can't the government tell them to split up or combine as they choose? And then we actually go into the, oh, wait a second, corporations were never designed to be this way. Like the original purpose of a corporation, you had to do a public, public good. Public goods, yeah, right. Yeah, like it building had, a bridge or something. Building right? Building a bridge, mm-hmm. building a dam, infrastructure was the primary use case. In any case, you had to have a pub, a demonstrable public good, in order to to make a corporation in the first place. Mm-hmm. And even then, they had they had a time limit on them. Mm. So even while they were doing this public good, you could only have a corporation for so long. Okay. That changed. Yeah. Yeah. I mean that that changed uh, around the turn of the century, is around the same time that uh, that we were talking about earlier with uh, with Standard Oil being broken up, with uh, the the creature from Jekyll Island, as it is uh, mm-hmm. uh, less than affectionately known, the whole Fed system. I mean that was also the same time, the turn of the century, when the purpose and allowable use of a corporation was changed so that they could be perpetual and that their purpose could be profit, which that's kind of insane cuz I mean profit can come as we were as we were discussing in the very first segment like you can get rich two ways you can get rich because you actually helped people mm-hmm. or you can get rich because basically it's stolen money sure So you can. So if you have a a perpetually existing uh, phantom, if you will, which is what a corporation is, it's a a legal fiction. Sure. File folder. Right. Papers. Right. If you have this perpetually existing ghost whose only purpose is to consume, to create more and more profit, then some of that's going to help people and some of it's going to harm people. And that's just going to feed into well the corporatocracy that we have now. Okay. Now this is a conversation that could have been sparked back when back when Microsoft was uh, was being threatened to be split up, or when Standard Oil was uh, was being attacked. Yeah. All of this time, like these, and, and sure, it's not going to stop them, but it's going to slow them down. It's going to make them find other ways to to take our our power from us.
0: Okay. What's next, Bonnie?
1: He says, yes, very wealthy people with names like Schwab, Gates, Bezos, and Benioff get together with government officials at meetings like the World Economic Forum and the Bilderberg Group, where they make all sorts of nefarious plans for running your life. Guess what? That's just talk, something they have every right to do. Only power you gave the government gives it any teeth. Like Frankenstein, only you can destroy the monster you created. Even if the government continues to, oh, the Canadian truckers are showing you how. Even if the government continues to physically remove the trucks, the truckers still have the power. By simply refusing to drive, they can bring the global elites' managed economy to its knees. If they remain resolved and people support them, they will win.
0: Yeah, that was an interesting situation. We followed that quite closely. We can talk more about the truckers and whether or not they've won. This is Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live. It is Free Talk Live. We're kicking off the second hour of the program. The phones are open for you if you want to join us at 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. Since we're talking about all of this skullduggery of government goons meeting with corporate executives and so on. Apparently, Peoples Mountaineer has a story that he wants to discuss, or at least something about this new group that's been formed. Oh, no, it's not new. Or at least new to I me. I just hadn't
2: heard about it uh,
0: until... Today, in fact, the World Government Summit. We'll learn more about them coming up here in just a moment. And of course, take your calls and thoughts at 603 283 6160. What we've been discussing in the first hour um, through now has been Bonnie, a story that you brought in. Actually, we started it last night, but didn't get into it very deeply uh, by Tom Mullen over at the Foundation for Economic Education. We've actually had Tom on this show, I think, when he was at the Porcupine Freedom Festival mm. in the past or Liberty Festival. For him, one or the other, maybe both. Um, Good guy, definitely a a principled, freedom-loving guy. He is writing an essay for the Foundation of Economic for Economic Education about who to blame. Is it the world elites who are wielding all this power, and they're solely to blame, or is it the people? who are allowing that to happen, not only allowing, but also asking and demanding uh, for larger and larger government, ever more controls, ever more taxes, ever more, uh, you know, from cradle to grave being taken care of by the state. And I don't disagree with him that if people weren't putting up with it, then they wouldn't get away with it. And a perfect example of this is, of course, the mask mandates and the various different COVID mandates that went on over the last couple of years. If people didn't do what they were told to do, it would not have happened. Like they would have reversed the mask mandate the next day or the next week. They would have just it would have stopped being enforced, or they would have reversed it or whatever because they know they don't have enough jail cells to put everybody in if people just didn't wear the masks around.
1: And that's a, a perfect yeah, that's a perfect example of the people in that situation actually have the power, but they're just giving it to the government. The people, the government doesn't have the power to put every single person in a jail cell, but nope. the people just complied anyway because they gave their power away.
0: Yeah, that's true. And then he brings up the Canadian truckers, which was a really interesting situation. We followed it quite closely here on Free Talk Live.
2: Yeah, I recently uh, found out that they're still that they're still up there. I had no idea that, where uh, uh, that they're still protesting in Ottawa. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, okay. it's died down a whole lot, but uh, I, and I haven't gotten a lot of information on this. But uh, yeah, apparently those protests are still going
0: on. Well, then to their credit, they they should claim the win, and they are claiming the win for the province, various different provinces, uh, repealing certain. Medical or whatever mandates with regards to restrictions and uh covid and such those things did get repealed during the time frame of the the protest in Ottawa now, of course, the government's never going to admit that that was the reason for oh, it, of course but- not. That could very well have been. We don't
2: negotiate with terrorists. Now, if you'll excuse me, I'm going to negotiate with freedom fighters.
0: Yeah. Now, unfortunately, a cost is going to be paid by those people who are the freedom fighters. Mm -hmm. Uh, Some of them were denied bail. I have not followed up with the the Tamara Lich situation, but she was initially denied bail for quite a while. Uh, Last I heard, one of the other guys that they were, were holding was still being denied bail. So they are putting some of these people up against the wall and uh, you know, the state has not crumbled as a result of this particular protest and nor would nor should anyone expect it to. I mean, one protest isn't going to end the state, but honestly, 10 of them isn't going to end the state. There, ha- We have to go further than that. There has to be mass non-cooperation. I think that's what he was touching on where we left off there, where he was advocating that the drivers, instead of going into Ottawa and parking, which is just asking to be targeted, is centralization, that's going to make it easy for the centralized state, because that's how they think. Like, ah, target the leaders, arrest the leaders, and then go after the the followers. And that's how they got rid of uh, the protest in the first place. But, you know, if they weren't centralized... if and they in,
1: refused to drive. Yeah,
0: if instead they just said, you know what, we're just going to stay home. You guys can get your products somehow. I don't know how it's going to happen. Super hard
2: to do, though. Yeah, that is. I mean, that's incredibly difficult to arrange, where like everyone stops uh, delivering. To you'll never get it. And I think think that's the point of this
1: this whole story is that that is the answer. The people are the ones that hold the power over these things, but it's just that you can't get enough people to do it. And why? Because people don't feel responsible for what's going on.
0: You wouldn't need them all if you wanted to bring a halt to the supply chain if all of a sudden 25 percent of the uh, you know truck drivers in canada just decided they were going to stay home i mean the products would get to market eventually but it wouldn't be near like what it is now
1: but too many people are saying well i gotta feed my family that's right so i'm gonna just get the vaccine that i don't want to put into my own body because the government is saying that i can't truck drive unless i do or
0: and it sucks, especially Go and do if, a different job. You know, especially if now, now truckers do tend to make a, a decent amount of money, but that doesn't mean that they are good at saving it. Uh, so, what percentage of them are living paycheck to paycheck? We talked recently about 64 percent of Americans are living paycheck to paycheck. Apparently now, uh, I don't know how much of that applies to truck drivers. Maybe some of them are better with money than others. But if you you know if you've got a big family and you got bills to pay, I I don't blame somebody for saying, hey, that's my priority. Uh, and unfortunately the Canadian oh. government has made it very difficult to fund yourself in other ways. Like if they find out that you're getting Bitcoin contributions or something like that, they ban you from Bitcoin exchanges or whatever. Oh, and I think, I think that is the,
2: the most powerful thing to come out of the, the trucker protest was that they laid bare exactly what the state is. Oh I mean, yeah. People tend not to, uh, I mean people tend to think oh canadians they're like nice and polite so for that government to be like here's what we really are here's what a government is when you politically oppose us we will starve you to death that is what we do
1: and if there was no protest at all sure ian that didn't make ottawa take down or canada take down every single vaccine mask mandate sure that's not what the protest did but it Did open those conversations. I was seeing it everywhere. Yeah,
0: no doubt about it. I I think it was valuable. I'm not trying to downplay what they did. It was a huge accomplishment. And that's what happens every time you do civil disobedience and non-cooperation. Every time you put the state in the position of having to either look incompetent and look impotent by doing nothing, or, which is what they did for the first three weeks... Mm -hmm. Or crack down and use total violence and threats and cutting off bank accounts and, you know, arrests, uh, no bails and all this stuff that they did. Then you show them for what they they show themselves, for what they really are. And all you have to do is point a video camera and show the rest of the world.
1: And it it just doesn't work. Nobody has said this to me once. It doesn't work when you're the only one rattling their cage and you get snuffed out. Mm -hmm. It only works when enough people are saying uh, they're going to put their skin on the line And yeah, maybe there's going to be repercussions, but I'm going to be brave and stand up to these monsters.
2: And that really is the tricky part is getting over that one little step of like, if I'm doing this on my own, I will get targeted. They have enough resources to destroy me. They do not have enough resources to destroy anyone any percentage of the population doing this? Yeah,
0: 10% you would really
2: crush the system. Yeah, and and you you have to be willing to to face those consequences in order to do this stuff. I mean, the the people that were in that protest are continuing to and will continue to get pushback from that i mean we were talking uh last week about uh uh how the guy who stole the lectern is about to go to prison uh from the the january 6th thing hmm, and wow yeah and uh, if you if you want to protest this stuff and this is why people don't is because they are not willing to face even minor consequences. I mean, our ancestors faced death in order to change their world sufficiently so that they could have a little bit less tyranny. And all we have to face is imprisonment. And we are
0: so comfortable that we're just not generally willing to do that. By the way, I did just look up Tamara Lich. Uh, she was granted bail, finally, after a couple weeks in jail, I How think.
1: How much did she have to pay?
0: Um, I don't see an amount to get out there might have been something like that but it does say here that she has to leave ottawa she must leave ontario and go home uh to whatever uh, alberta residence she has she must report every day to ottawa police about her travel uh she cannot communicate with co-defendants no social media posts and she is not allowed to go to any further protests Yeah, And I I think the very best thing was that this showed the use case of cryptocurrency,
2: because they cannot stop it.
0: The number here is 603-283-6160. If you want to weigh in, you can share your thoughts with us on the elites and who's to blame for tyranny. This is Free Talk Live. It's Free Talk Live, and you're invited. If you want to join us here, you can bring up whatever's on your mind. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. Free Talk Live is streaming video every night on the Odyssey platform, which is the best platform for people that love freedom to be on. Because if you had a YouTube channel that's been censored, that you uh, liked, that you wanted to continue watching, you should check Odyssey and see if they made the move over there, because there's a lot of disaffected YouTube creators that have uh, migrated over to Odyssey, and you can be one of them, and you, you, know, if you still have your YouTube channel, you can actually publish to both platforms, and Odyssey has a tool that makes that really easy. Just go to video.freetalklive.com. That'll actually take you right over to our Odyssey channel. You can follow our channel and then use the search to uh, look around and see what else there is to watch. There's, uh, I don't know, something like a, at least a million channels on Odyssey, and that's actually an old number at this point, so I don't know what it currently is. Uh, but there's a lot of people who are finding a lot more freedom to express themselves over at Odyssey. It's all based on Library, by the way, which is a, a open-source blockchain-based media sharing protocol that is uncensorable so if you want to really learn about the guts behind odyssey you should go to library com, and you can learn more about that there that's lbry.com otherwise if you just want to follow our video channel get over to video.freetalklive.com let's go to dan he's in nebraska and then more about the uh, elites from the story you've got bonnie that's still to come uh dan you're on free talk live
4: hey you guys i uh i wanted to call in with some some things like I guess two two things I've really been thinking about this whole elite article and discussion, and I think on one hand I sort of appreciate the effort the author goes to to try to demystify the elites because I think that for a lot of people it just sort of becomes this like. Vague straw man in their mind, and they don't really try to like consider meaningfully what they mean when they're talking about elites. Mm-hmm. But on the other, but on another uh note, I think that maybe more on the analysis side, I find it kind of problematic that you know, or I, I'm not gonna say problematic, what I would say is that the re there's a you know, you guys are, are assuming that. You know, uh, if people weren't scared that they would be wanting to support liberty, at least in the case of Microsoft or J.D. Rockefeller, so to speak. But well, the, hold on, okay. But people that they see more than just the government as bodies that govern their lives. When a company becomes as big as J.D. Rockefellers or Microsoft, they have such an effect on the workings of a society, that what they're doing is effectively governance. And so, you know, people appreciate that they get, you know, a say in at least part of this equation and a structure by which these, uh, you know, private actors have to respect society.
1: Okay. Well, I was thinking earlier um, that I didn't make the point enough that There are some people who will, uh, you know, research into this and come to the conclusion that, oh, there's nothing wrong with what the government's doing in ABC situation. And those people are not who I'm talking about when I'm saying that these people need to wake up and stand up against the government. Obviously, I'm not talking about the people who, like you, will say, oh, well, I've really thought about this, but... We need to go and kill people across the uh, globe to establish U.S. dominance. You said that last night, Dan, and I'm not talking to you. You are just somebody who has chosen the path of evil in my eyes, and I'm not talking about you. Well, I'll talk to
0: Dan. I I do want to address... No, I'm
1: not not talking about him when I'm with this whole conversation we've been having the last hour.
0: Sure, but I do want to address what you said there Dan and that is that you say okay. you see the state as a way for the people to have a say. That was I believe the terminology that that you just used in how these things it are is. handled. Right. So, what about the say of using their dollars to vote? Cuz that's normally how you have a say in whether or not you like what a company is doing. If you don't like Microsoft's product and I don't uh, then you don't have to spend money with Microsoft. You don't need to have some gang come in and force them to do your bidding.
1: Yeah, like Rockefeller and I think it was J.P. Morgan, um, they were their companies were really popular. It was the opponents, their competitors, that petitioned the government to break them up. But you're just assuming that there was huge amounts of people coming forward and saying, we want Rockefeller's Standard Oil broken up. And I don't think that's the case. Why were they so popular?
0: Of the market or something like that, which Mm they've gotten through voluntary means. Yeah, and
2: that's that's a really popular myth that uh, the government loves to spread that, oh, the reason we had to break up these companies is because so many people, you know, just ordinary folks, came to us with this problem and told us that we needed to break up this company. And And that is never how it happens.
1: And. Breaking up one big company like that, that people might say, oh, well, they had a lot of money, so whatever, leads to things like the FDA going after a small Amish farm in Pennsylvania and saying, uh, you're going to stop your business of selling meat, even though they have zero customers complaining about how they... uh, uh, cl- raise their meat because the the people have given them the power to do that. That's yeah, a great what,
2: point. What what actually happens is the competitors to this company gang up and lobby the, the government powers to enforce these things on their large competitor to split them up or to ban
0: them or what have you. That's what actually happens throughout history. All right, you guys are tag and Dan pretty good here. I want to make sure he has a chance to respond. Go ahead, Dan. Um...
4: Okay, so I, I can't say that I know every detail about um, both of those cases, but I think um, in, in a broader way, I, the, the, the takeaway maybe that I would be getting from the article doesn't seem to like leave room for when people like who like striking laborers, for instance, want to confront the uh these companies and because there's no sort of democracy internally they don't have any power voting at the ballot box and at the store are two different tools in the toolbox that's violence gets to use both
0: that's violence i mean when you talk about your tools in the toolbox you're talking about the violence of the state being used for some sort of political purpose against something or someone who's supposedly unpopular. And it's just, that's the difference between you and those of us on this show, Dan, is you're happy to use violence if it gets your way. And the rest of us say, no, how about you use persuasion? How about you tell people about why this company's bad and why that you should not do business with them and you should, you know, use their competitors and then let the market decide. But that's not good enough for you because you want to be in control. People like you.
4: I mean, I I guess in my in my worldview, having more people having access to more levers of power in society will create what would contribute towards equity and power in that society.
0: Thanks for the call tonight, Dan. But I think Bonnie's point was really spot on about the Amish farmers. Oh yeah, you wanted to create this big regulatory structure to go after the evil mega corporations, and now you're punishing. Uh, the smallest farms on the planet and telling these people they can't sell raw milk. More coming up here. This is Free Talk Live. So the protection of life, liberty and property is, is what the Free State Project is all about, but it's an, it's an effort to move 20,000 people who understand. It's about demonstrating to the entire country
5: that, yeah, we can have a free market, a truly free market, making it just a free, a great place to live.
0: It's 101 Reasons Liberty Lives in New Hampshire, a documentary by Free State Project Early Movers. Watch it free at 101ReasonsFilm.com, 101ReasonsFilm.com. It's Free Talk Live, the number to join us here at 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. And you can bring up whatever's on your mind. Here tonight, it's Ian, Big Mountain,
1: and Bonnie.
0: You can join us online anytime over at freetalklive.com. Join our social media platform that runs the Mastodon system. Mastodon is open source, it is self hosted. That means we're running the server. It acts like Twitter, just without the evil mega corporation behind the scenes. So if you want more freedom to express yourself, you can go to social.freetalklive.com and you can have that there. It's free. That's social.freetalklive.com. Uh, so we're going go to go back to the calls. But first, I know, uh, Peekless, you had a comment on Dan's call where he was calling for what well, he used the term tools. Mm-hmm. He sees regulations, which of course are the threats of In violence. Voting. And what? Voting. And voting. He seems sees the system as just a, a set of tools for the people to mm-hmm. use to get their way when it comes to these companies or other individuals doing whatever. So what are you commenting with? Yeah, and and that?
2: I think you said something like he wants people to have as many levers as possible of power. Yeah. He said, uh, yeah. And 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 I can see where he's coming from on that. Like if we could be certain that this that this was going to be the people's, that everyone was going to have this ability, I mean, I could see why you would want that to exist. But the fact of the matter is that every time that you give the uh, the moral ability to initiate force to any group of people, I mean, not actually, but like socially recognized, as soon as you do that, it is going to centralize power. Mm. The fact of the matter is that this is a tool
0: that cannot ever be wielded in a decentralized way. And it will always be wielded in a just absolutely despicable way. Mm-hmm. I mean they will get more and more insane and more violent. I mean power corrupts. yeah, I mean, it's a fact
2: it, this this is the ring of power, the one ring to rule them all. Some tools serve only evil. Mm. and the, mm. the, the, the ability to to initiate force and threats of violence, without any pushback is something that can only ever centralize and lead to
0: further abuse oh but you could just vote that's your pushback you can vote vote them all out of office and solve everything well we've seen how that went yeah exactly doesn't matter because they're all seeking power Mm -hmm. so whoever it is you replace scumbag uh, a with scumbag b is going to be just as bad Mm
1: -hmm. and scumbag Whichever scumbag is less bad is still extremely bad to another group of people who aren't you. You're just pointing bullets at those people who don't want scumbag B. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: yeah, let's and, go. And you can even have you know one of those uh, coalition governments, like oh. in uh, Britain or uh, I guess Germany, where oh, you have five or six different choices of horrible monsters. The mar- members of parliament,
0: parliamentary mm-hmm. system. Yeah.
1: Well, I think that he also wanted to mention that there is a a separate option that Dan wouldn't answer the question about, which is money instead of violence
0: yeah well he wants it all right like he could he could i don't think he disagreed that people could withdraw their funds but he wants to use violence to sculpt the world in the way that he wants it to be done and that's typical of people like him and people like sarah in new mexico uh she's also one of these power seekers even though she herself will probably never run for office she does relish the idea she sort of gets um like uh she, she it feels the power through the system, like whenever the system has something happen that increases its power, like she was talking calling about red light cameras last night, and
1: she I, even she, said, well, if more people are getting tickets or uh more people are dying because of the red light cameras, well. The government gets more power, and that might mean that I get more money in my welfare. She did say that, so, yeah. yep, that's what she said. And
0: she just lives vicariously through the idea that the state can control more, right? Sarah, go ahead. What are you calling about tonight? Sarah? Well, she was there. Sarah going once? Sarah going twice? Oh, what a shame! What an introductory uh, introduction. She wasn't even there to receive it. Hmm. Well, anyway, she'll call back, as she uh, she tends to do. So, Invariably. Bonnie, there was, I think, a little bit more that you wanted to share from the Foundation for Economic Education story about the elites.
1: Yes, the last thing that we had read was that he pointed out that the Canadian truckers were showing people how to take their power back. And he says, it's much the same with social media censorship. Facebook's stock recently lost almost 30% of its value in a single day after its total user base declined for the first time in its history. Hooray! Imagine tens of millions of American Facebook users making a coordinated effort to delete their accounts on the same day and join Getter, Gab, or MeWe. Not that I think they should really join those other ones, but... That would be game over for Facebook. And it would be both morally superior and vastly more effective... Than trying to regulate Facebook through the political process. Absolutely,
0: yeah, it's so frustrating. When I remember hearing people on the right uh, talking about regulating social media, oh, well, we need the freedom to be able to post. This needs to be a public forum. Everyone should have the right uh, mm-hmm. to post on because the the social media companies were restricting their opinions, and I get that. That's frustrating.
2: Let's just institutionalize this single company so that no one can ever
0: compete with Facebook. Or create a regulator to Mm -hmm. mandate that all of these companies must behave in a certain fashion. And then what's going to happen? Well, your political opponents are going to get a control of the regulator. And then before you know it, it's completely out of what you thought was your control. Well, and what I love
2: about this suggestion is we were talking about how, like... It's that that jump between that one person being able to do the thing and getting enough people to do that thing where it's valuable. Like, okay, well, if we all protest, then they can't put us in jail. If everybody stops paying their taxes, then they won't be able to. Okay, you're never going to get everybody. Yeah, it's never going to happen. Whereas that's one of those beautiful examples where one person at a time can just start putting their their time, their energy, their attention into not Twitter. And, not Facebook, not YouTube.
1: And currently, you can't go to jail for leaving Facebook. Thankfully,
0: but yeah, that's true. Low risk.
1: One day that might not be the case. I know it sounds crazy, <laughs> but...
0: Does yeah, no,
2: anything sound crazy days, anymore?
0: Yeah. <laughs> no, that, it is a good idea. I mean, I'm not shooting down his idea at all. I mean, if everybody wants to have a turn-off Facebook day where they never go back, I think that would be wonderful. I don't think, honestly, though, you need to wait for other people to to do it, although that is, of course, the big objection for folks as well. That's where everyone is. Whenever you talk to somebody about leaving Facebook, their number one objection is, well, but everybody's there. Well, not everybody's there, first of all. There's a lot of people who aren't on Facebook uh many people who have been become frustrated i believe our, our very own captain kickass is the most recent host to yep, leave yep he used
1: to be on facebook and up until very recently because they wanted to like kyc him
0: yeah, they came at him, and I think uh, Matt, our, other, yep. uh, our, our normal well, Thursday no, night host... Well,
1: Matt is because he got like too many strikes. I wouldn't strikes.
0: call Matt normal. That's a bit <laughs> of an insult.
1: I think Matt got too many strikes for posting bad, bad things.
0: Okay, I remember Matt telling me he got the same notice that oh, the captain did, where they said, oh, well, you're influencing a lot of people. Your account's really... You. Your mm-hmm. account, they kind of try to pump you up a little bit. They say, oh, your account is really important. You have a lot of people that are connected to you, and so we just want to make sure your account is safe. So we need you to go through this process of, it was like Facebook safety or something. So there was some term for it. And uh, and Captain just didn't want to jump through the hoops where it sounded like they were going to mandate a two-factor login and God knows what else. Maybe they'd, he'd have to scan and his like, ID. And like show his ID. Yeah. yeah. Well, and one of the beautiful things is that you don't have to cut cold turkey.
2: Like, you don't have to stop doing Facebook. What you could do, you know, if you've got an alternative to any of these, to Facebook, to Twitter, to, like, okay, let's say every however often you go on YouTube, right? But then, like, one time in a hundred, you check out Odyssey. You go over to to library. It's creating a new habit. Right. And just one time in a hundred, you do that. Mm Mm-hmm. Or you know you could post this to to Twitter, but mm, this time I'm going to put it on Matrix. You know, just one time in a hundred, and then then two times in a hundred. Instead of checking on Twitter, you go, huh? What's outside my echo chamber? Mm-hmm. Just to take a peek at it, and then you know one time in ten, and then slowly but surely you can. I mean, it, it snowballs.
0: It, it makes. It can. A... You have to be deliberate about
2: it, though. Yeah, you have and to I, think about it. And that's that's the point where like you can do this a little and I can do this a little and between a lot of us doing this a little suddenly there's this massive amount of content on these actual free uncensored platforms I mean I can't tell you how sick I am of watching YouTube creators say I want to talk about this but I can't I can't talk oh, yeah. about this. I yeah.
1: always comment to my favorite YouTubers, hey, make an Odyssey channel. Right. I do it all the time because yeah. I really want my favorite YouTubers to be able to express, them express themselves. themselves. And,
2: and you could have, like, keep your YouTube channel and make an exclusive for the, yes. the uncensored platform. Yeah,
0: mm-hmm. say, come on, put a teaser up on YouTube saying, yeah. hey, I can't talk about this here, but if you come over to my Odyssey channel, you can watch what I have to say. All right, more coming up here at 603-283-6160. It is Free Talk Live. Phones are open and you can join us. here. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. And joining you in the studio tonight is Ian, Biggles, Mountain Bear
1: And Bonnie.
0: Of course, you can bring up anything you want. We've been talking about the so-called elites. Are they to blame or is it the people who are at fault for the tyranny that we face and bonnie you've been sharing a story from the foundation for economic education that is addressing that question and i think you were uh, towards the end of this piece but there was a little bit more to share so let's wrap this up go ahead and of course your thoughts are welcome at 603-283-6160 it
1: says here's an inconvenient truth people like gates bezos and benioff would be Far richer than most people in any political system, whether capitalist, socialist, fascist, or a present combination of all of the above. If thousands of years of history hasn't taught you that yet, then you'll just have to take my word for it. But they only have power over you because they can collude with a government that has that power. If you want your life and your freedom back, you're going to have to change your behavior. Stop electing demagogues who promise to protect you from the elites by making the government even more powerful. Start electing representatives who will do the opposite. And I think that's, that's his solution. That's a dumb solution.
2: Like, yes, well, he yes, goes on. yes. No, yep. no. Well, he goes
1: on. He says, stop demanding more taxes on the rich and instead demand repeal of capital gains taxes, especially on gold, silver, cryptos, and other competition for the Federal Reserve's currency. Stop demanding more regulation of corporations and start using your economic power as a Consumers to support their competition. Elect people who will outlaw executive branch agencies usurping the legislative and judicial powers. Again, electing people.
0: Well, that is what most people believe they can do. That is within their wheelhouse. Oh, yeah, I can vote. And and he does point out vote with your dollars, So I certainly support that. Now, I I will say uh, I'm not uh, I'm not going to say that the
2: that politics is any kind of a solution. What I will say is this. If you talk about a the politicians will hear you and they will run on a Mm -hmm. and there is a greater chance of a getting done.
0: Well, it's true Whereas that politics you... is downstream from culture. That's true. Yeah, if it's you'd... like probably forty years downstream from it, but mm-hmm. it is.
1: Not yeah. in New Hampshire.
2: Yeah, if everyone's talking about regulating the corporations, then then people will get elected to regulate corporations. Sure, mm-hmm. you have to change the conversation. That's for sure. Right. If everyone's talking about man, they're they're taxing cryptocurrencies way too much. Then someone will at least run on taxing cr- cryptocurrencies less
0: unfortunately that person appears to be ted cruz mm. <laughs> so
1: well that's I federal mean, level i don't even yeah. like to think about them i don't even think that what the things i talk about will ever trickle into their their lives i, I those people i have definitely checked out of but i also you know i don't give them more power than
0: well yeah and and you're right. I mean, we're talking about the, the zeitgeist, the, the spirit of the times. What is it that people are talking about? Indeed, that that does get some level of attention from these politicians because they do want to be liked. They want to be respected. They want to feel like they're running out in front of a parade. That's the old th- saying about a politician, right? Like they, they constantly have their finger up and the, lick their finger, stick it up in the air, see which way the wind's blowing and then, you know, go run in that direction because that's mm-hmm. what they think is going to be popular. Unfortunately, What's popular is control, whether mm-hmm. it be the Democrats looking to control uh, corporations, or the people on the right looking to control the, you know, the Middle East, or whatever it is that, you know, or the or the, uh, the trans people, or whatever the the issue is at the moment. There's always some group that wants to seek power so they can control some other group, and until we can get away from that mentality and mindset, we are screwed, and the and- state is is going to be with us as long as people want to control other people. And the only way out of that, and I think you touched on it earlier, Bonnie, is to have a deliberate community of people who understand what non-aggression means and what liberty is all about to come together to the same place. And it's a shame that that Tom Mullen, who's been here uh, to New Hampshire and I believe spoke at a Liberty Forum at past years, isn't even talking about it.
1: Well, I think one thing that Lee touched on is about changing the culture um, that's important is um sorry the uh, the cool thing to do right now is completely being uh orchestrated from the the government and told to the people what the cool thing to do is and i hate that i've always mm. just hated that the cool thing to do should be decided by the people
0: yeah government's and, never cool what is it that they yeah. are trying to be cool with? well
1: like on instagram all i see every day is uh memes you know uh, uh, like
0: the tiktokers flags. like the tiktokers the government tiktok people everybody
1: who's popular on the internet and all the memes even are mm-hmm. just like so pro-statist and mm-hmm. it's it, it to me it seems obvious uh plant that they're like planted and mm-hmm. told to do that thing or they went to college and then they learned that thing sure and uh well,
0: well we know they're actually sponsoring the tiktokers
1: but at least mm-hmm. if some people like us are out there saying I'm a regular person. I love myself and think I'm pretty cool. And guess what? I don't think there should be a government. Then some people are like, oh, well, you know, people who are my age and my friends, like they don't hear that from people that look like me or or, or our age or anything ever. And I think it's important to try to change the culture just by with your own personality and, and words.
2: Yeah, that's always one fun thing is every time I see a picture of a libertarian meetup, you can't tell. You can't you tell mean? from looking at them that, that they're, they're any different from anyone. Yeah, it's it's just regular people that have figured out what government is. And, and I really think that the roots of this are, are very simple and very, very deep. People hate uncertainty. They're mm-hmm. just sure. really, really uncomfortable. Fear of change. Yeah, they're afraid of change, and they're afraid of not knowing, and they're afraid of yeah. doing the wrong thing. And if there's someone from the top down with a gun forcing everyone to do the same thing, then they can feel comfortable.
0: Oh, they can push back on independence. Every,
2: yeah, everyone's doing the thing that I'm doing. Then they don't have to worry. Am I doing the wrong thing? Mm-hmm. Because you're doing the same thing everyone else is doing because someone with a gun is making it happen. Whereas if you if you've just plumb the depths of your soul, face this nightmare yourself and go, you know what? I don't know. There are things I don't know. There is the unknown. It's part of reality. And I'm okay with that. I don't know if what I'm doing is the right thing. It's just the best thing I can come up with. And I'm okay with that. And I don't know if you doing this different thing is actually the right thing. And I'm okay with that. It might be that you're doing the right thing, and I'm doing something stupid, and I'm okay with that.
0: Mm. That's a great message. Uh, It seems to go against human nature, though.
2: I don't think it goes against our nature. I think it's a matter of virtue and maturity. Mm. I mean, it's it's one of those— Well, the state wants to keep people immature. Absolutely.
1: I I definitely think that, too.
2: Yeah, I don't think it's against our nature
0: to grow up, Mm. but not everyone gets to. That's a good point. Yeah, the state wants you to be reliant on them. They want you to look to them for everything. And so a person who's been trained to be frightened about what is to come is going to look to the state, right? This thing that stays stagnant. It's the state. That's the definition of it, right? Yeah. It just stays put. It doesn't move. You can count on it. Well, until it crumbles in and (laughs) its money becomes worthless. But people believe certain things about it. They believe it's going to be there for them when they turn 65 or whatever the arbitrary age will be. Eventually, they can change that, too, uh, for Social Security. But the state will be there for me when no one else will. I don't need friends if I have the state.
1: It's kind of funny that you started this whole conversation about maturity because here's the last paragraph. Mm. It says, um, these suggestions that he brought up, Share two things in common. One, they are realistically attainable. And two, they are less emotionally satisfying than trying to stick it to the elites. Children make decisions based on their emotions. Adults make them based on reason. Mm. For over 100 years, you've demanded society be run based on the childish notion that anything about reality that displeases you can be rectified by giving the government the power to prohibit it, mandate it, or subsidize it. Playing this sucker's game has resulted in people like Klaus Schwab and Bill Gates being poised to literally rule the world. It's time to put aside childish things.
2: Bravo. Yeah. And the thing about the buildup of state power is that it's a feedback loop. And like any feedback loop, you can break it at any point. And if you reach the point where you're like, okay, here's where this feedback loop relies on me. For whatever it is, to go look at Facebook, to 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 not speak up at the proper time, to, to pay my taxes, to do whatever it is. And you go, you know what? Not this time. This time I'm going to put a little bit of sand in this gear. I'm going to slow it down just a little bit. I'm going to put my attention to something that actually matters to me instead of being part of what's socially expected.
1: Imagine if everyone was doing that. Their little bits would build up like crazy it's like what he was saying about facebook if just a few people were cutting off their usage of facebook even or not a few like oh everyone was cutting off just a little bit of their
2: and you don't have to yeah not
1: everyone you know you
2: just have to let it
0: snowball get that one little ball rolling and soon you've got an avalanche the number is 603-283-6160 that's 603-283-6160 it really only takes a few people who are willing to stand up to make some serious changes there's more coming up. Hour three's on the way. Free Talk Live.
6: Free Talk Live.
0: It's Free Talk Live. We're kicking off the third hour of the program. Coming up, we're gonna find out what is the World Government Summit. Not to be confused with the World Economic Forum, but they did have Klaus Schwab from the World Economic Forum speak at the World Government Summits. This is a completely other organization that you discovered, Peakless. Uh, With you in the studio, by the way, it is Ian, Peakless Mountaineer,
1: and Bonnie.
0: And the phones are open if you want to join us here as we kick off the third hour. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. Whether you want to comment on what we've spent the first two hours discussing, which has for the most part been uh, the elites or the people, the average folks, who's really to blame for the situation in which we find ourselves with tyrannical governments in this world. You want to weigh in on that? You're certainly welcome to do so. In fact, I believe that's why Brenda is on the line here listening to K-Talks in Arizona. Brenda, you're on Free Talk Live. Go ahead.
5: Hi. Hey, you're on here. So, um, I was just listening to you guys talking on my drive home and I pulled over to call you. Thanks. So, uh, um, first of all, I'm a live and let live kind of person. Me too. Um, I, I want to live on a farm. I want to raise my own food. I want to do my own thing. And I just want to be left alone. Nice. I, I, I don't want the government deciding what can or can't be done for me or somebody else. Um, I completely disagree with any kind of government oversight on abortion. I don't personally agree with it, mm-hmm. but that's me. Who am I to say what somebody else can or can't do? Yep. agree. With their own health and health care. Your body. I mean, can do what you want with it. Correct. Um, I, I don't like, I mean, I get that we need property taxes to fund certain things, and I get we need taxes to fund certain things. But if we all banded together in a live-let-live society where, you know, it's okay if you want to wear a ponytail as a man, and it's okay if you want to wear beads, and it's okay if you want to go live over there and be naked all the time. I don't care.
0: It's also okay if you don't want to pay taxes. I mean, taxes, uh, you, you know, you talked about funding certain things. Whatever it is that needs to be funded, I think would be funded without the use of force, which is what backs up taxes. You know, if you don't pay property taxes, men with guns will come and throw you out of your own home or what yep. you thought was your Put own you in home. in prison. And they'll sell yeah. your home right out from under you and give it to one of yeah. their more obedient serfs.
5: Correct. We don't I do need agree that. with what you said the way you said that.
0: Yes. Yeah, we, do, we don't need that. I mean, whether it's uh, fire protection, whether it's clearing the roads, uh, whether it's building the roads or whatever it is that, we, you know, the local governments might provide that is actually of some value. Anything it, it's that's actually of value, done people by buy
1: it. it's done by businesses and the government just is a middleman that hires a business. Why that's can't true. we just hire people ourselves?
2: Wait, that makes question. sense to me. And I, I did want to touch on the topic of abortion since you brought it up. Uh, So this is one of those ones where like it is it's really difficult for us to figure out where life begins or where it ends. And different people have like some people believe that a fetus is a human being. I'm not one of them, but I can respect the, the perspective. And if that is true, then the human being needs to be protected from murder. And I think that the solution here is very simple. Those people can live together. Mm-hmm. Like you believe that this is a human being that needs to be protected. Okay, you stay over here. Mm. Th- that yep. is the the value of uh, that is the value of this community. They hold that life begins at conception. Now I'm going to you know all things being equal, I'm going to live over here where we believe that a human life starts at your first breath, and yes. we will protect human life from that point forward.
1: And there's so many reasonable, but it's just like. Like, right
5: now I'm staring at a church, and so this is what made it come to my mind. Mm-hmm. is that I disagree with that building and that structure of having to have a spiritual relationship with any entity, whatever you call it. I disagree with that because that's a business. That is not just like-minded people getting together that's people funding a business to pay a man to stand up and talk and to pay somebody to cook meals on or whatever and potluck and i don't i don't believe in that structure i have my own belief systems that don't require a structure Mm -hmm. and i still get together with like-minded people sure when on a casual, whenever we want to kind of basis, nothing structured. So I disagree with that, but they're perfectly willing. I don't have any problem with them doing it. I'm just not going to go to it. Right, yeah. yeah. So that's, the solution. that's just what you were saying. You go over here and you do your thing, and we'll be over here and we'll do our thing. And I kind of think that's how the states might have started back in the day, is that we felt like we wanted to be over here with a lot less of you people telling us what to do, Mm-hmm. And Arizona has been a live and let live. I've been here 22 years and I left the, um, the commie side place on the West coast. I left that. That's my birthplace. Mm -hmm. And I left it 22 years ago as an adult to come out here and raise my family in a relaxed place. And I'm, I'm kind of not happy with what's happening in the government here. And it's like, I came here to get away from it, and yeah. now it seems to have followed me.
0: Well, turns out all governments are not live and let live. I mean, as much as no. you know, we're here in New Hampshire, as much as we like the state motto of live free or die, it's just a motto. They don't adhere to it in any way, shape, or form, at but, least as far as the state. A lot of the state, people do. Yeah, the people do, but the state, again, whether whatever we're talking about, whether it's the national government or the state governments, it attracts the power uh, hungry. It attracts the easily corrupted. And you have them doing violence against peaceful people. And so, I mean, the truth is, you know, Arizona, look at uh, the Phoenix area where you've got the psychopath sh- sheriff who I don't think he's in office now, but for many years was uh, putting peaceful people behind bars for absolutely no, you know, oh, you've, you had some marijuana or you walked across a line in the sand or whatever. And now you got to go live yeah. in Tent City. I mean, this is psycho stuff. Well, and uh, yeah, and we're we're at a very different time now
2: as when this was uh when this was all made. so like at the beginning, you had a lot of people coming to the new world to escape government, and then okay, right. well, then we set up a government here, so you had a lot of people moving west mm-hmm. okay. to escape government. Okay. And like at this point we can't do that anymore. Oh, and man. we have to confront the fact that look there we exist. Is the there is a kind of people that exist in this world that want to be left alone. And sure, you right. know, there's there's Sarah and her kind of people that yep. don't ever want to leave anyone alone. And if you guys just go
0: over there and we'll go over here. It's time to break it up at this point. See, uh, and but
2: there
5: there there's there's people out there that want people what they should do and not do yeah. and there are people who thrive on that and i think um, we have a lot of them coming in the southern border and i think we have some demo rats that are um like thriving on the fact that somebody wants to be told when to get up when to go to sleep where to go to work and how to live and how to eat and here's your your little pittance we're going to keep you safe and we're going to keep but just vote for us And I think that because they may have come from countries that have been tyrannical, that have been do what we tell you and there's no other choice, when you grow up with that, that's what you expect. And I think sadly we're raising a generation right now who talks about wanting freedom but wants everything governed.
0: Yeah, I don't know everything. if I would jump to the conclusion about immigrants in that way. Um, I think a lot of people that move here are looking for more freedom.
1: I think that Californians moving to Arizona may be doing that because they literally grew up in a place. I mean, not not you, Brenda. It doesn't not sound all like you of them did. Because, no, no, but
5: I'm going to tell you that we have a local dive bar that just turned so bleached and so sports club and so electronic. And he said, I don't give two SIs about the locals. I can't stand them. Weird. I hope they don't come back to my bar. And we're like, hope you brought a lot of your friends because yeah. this place used to gross thousands a night. Because oh, wow. of the locals that you just cut off. That's so, insane. And he is no, he announced that he's from California and he wants nothing to do with locals. Why do you move someplace yeah. and then yeah. you don't want to blend in with the locals. Um, That's I have crazy. lived in two southern border states now my entire life, and I will tell you that I deal with the immigrants, the people that are coming from the southern border personally and daily. California was even worse. But I will tell you that anybody who's telling you that they're just coming here for a peaceful thing. When I had my first child as a single mom, um, I used to sit at the welfare office and I would be told I had a 90 day wait to get benefits while somebody else was walking out with benefits that day that didn't speak English.
1: Well, well I, mean, I wonder I wonder what their whole entire situation was, because it couldn't just be that they right. spoke English. I used to be dating I'm an immigrant. To, we see. I would look into getting him welfare, and it was really, really hard. It, I mean, it, he was illegal. Yeah, yeah,
0: and obviously, if you're at the welfare office, you're going to find the worst of the worst as far as uh, people are concerned. Brenda, thanks for the call. There's uh, more coming up on Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live. Phones are open here. You can join us 603 283 6160. That's 603 283 6160. Talking about freedom, as we are want to do here on Free Talk Live. With you tonight, you've got Ian, Peakless Mountaineer,
1: and Bonnie.
0: We're going to get into the World Government Summit. Peakless Mountaineer discovered yet another group of government corporate bigwigs meeting together to plot their continued domination of the planet. Uh, we can talk about them coming up here. But first, we go to your phone calls and thoughts. He's Law Dog, calling us from Michigan, listening to WKHM in Jackson. Go ahead, Law Dog.
7: Thanks for taking my call, uh, yes, Ian. Uh, Gretchen got on the radio today. She's getting awful greedy. Uh, the um, uh, the big uh, government uh, bailout money uh, uh, came in, and uh, it's burning a hole in her purse. And mm. uh, she wants to... Um, get rid of it and disperse it as soon as possible. And her excuse for this is that inflation is running so rapid so quickly and getting so high that we have to spend it now in, instead of waiting to spend it wisely. But you have to remember <laughs> uh, half of the um, uh, uh, state unemployment uh, uh, disbursements were fraudulent, and there's convicted hmm. felons that were hired uh, as extra help uh, basically, to help themselves, and there 's one young lady that uh, has about one point three million dollars in benefits that hasn 't even been prosecuted yet okay. and it's just uh, it 's just really, really fishy on on, on something like that, but um, I want to congratulate you guys for trying to succeed. Uh, you know, from the from the union. Oh, secede. Uh,
0: yes, there's a different yeah. word there. So uh, we failed at seceding, <laughs> but we would love to succeed at seceding. But sadly, that did not happen this time out yet. Uh, but secession is a little different from success.
7: Well, we uh, have a situation here in the Upper Peninsula. It's God's country. It's a lot like um, it's a lot like the White Mountain area. It's just beautiful, mm-hmm. and Rogers Lake there. though I've never been there. They have the Porcupine Mountains in Marquette, and they're up there by Lake Superior. Okay. And uh, these people are about 600 miles from uh, Detroit where all the uh, state money goes in there. And if there's anybody that should uh, uh, try to uh, separate themselves from uh, the Lower Peninsula in the state of Michigan, it should be the Upper Peninsula. They should try to declare state hurt and uh, put in their own secession plan yeah somebody
1: it might have actually been you law dog somebody else brought this up that uh the upper part of michigan is a really unique part of the country and it's nothing like the rest of michigan it seems like lots of states have that um Mm
0: -hmm. upper new york california upper
1: california is a lot different it it just sucks to be controlled by the big cities where everybody is uh sipping brainwashed juice and then uh you're Trying to stay away from those people, but you can't escape their reach.
0: Is anyone talking about that law dog in Michigan? Is there any kind of movement to separate no, the upper peninsula? No,
7: we, oh, we just we we just have automatons that are mm. just uh you know, the, these these people are sheep. They're bah, bah, yeah. they're 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 just they've accepted their here.
0: place in line and they're gonna stay in it. Well and Yeah, I, they're
7: just they're just chicken poop. They don't have any guts. Well, you guys have the guts, and I admire you for it. Keep up the good work and uh and, and thanks for being on air.
0: My well, pleasure, Law Dog. I, thank
2: I suggest to you to bring call. this up the next time people are complaining about Gretchen Whitmer is the hey, you know, we could just secede. Mm. We could secede from the rest of the rest of Michigan, be our own little thing.
0: <sighs> the problem, of course, and, and again thank you, Law Dog, for the call, these internal state secession movements that want to cut up the state into more than one state they want to join the union that's mm-hmm. the problem they want to be able to say goodbye to michigan and then be the 51st state which of course would then require the federal government to approve of that this is why i was divided on uh, the donbass region of of ukraine
2: because i'm like you want to secede from ukraine that's awesome yeah and join the russian federation yeah. not awesome they haven't
0: said that yet
2: Oh no! It's they've, really they've, hard to know. They've uh, they've publicly declared that they are uh, seeking membership in the Russian fed- ah. Federation.
1: Well, I still support if if people are willing to. Uh, I mean, people are saying that's what they want, but it's just it's, it seems to me like it's just the government saying what the people who live there want. Mm-hmm. It's hard to know.
2: And I mean, it's still it, it's still better. I mean, it, if you're compared, like, is it as good as being your own state? No. Is it better than being part of a state that's already part of this federal union? Yeah.
1: Yep, cutting it smaller is always going to be better, I think. Well, as far as America, I'm if not, the not talking about If the U.S. federal Bass. government
0: were to allow it to happen, because you would have to get their permission, right?
1: Yeah, in that situation, you would yeah. need their
0: unlike, permission to what, join. Right, unlike what we were talking about here in New Hampshire, which is to just say, we're out. The entire you know, place known as New Hampshire, we are leaving, we're going back to being an independent country— uh, which is what we were before the United States thing. So we're just going to go back to that. We're going to change the name of the governor to the president again because that's how the way it was, and we're going back to that. See you later. Have a nice day. We don't have to ask your permission. You don't. It's not in the Constitution to mandate that uh, states have to ask permission to leave. There's no prohibition on us saying goodbye. So goodbye. Well, they would definitely make it difficult to actually leave if you didn't get their permission. Uh, well, see we're the not going to ask for reference. Yeah, that's what they always say. But, you know, we're willing to I think a lot of us are willing to take that chance and go this uh, go peaceful route. That's the uh, the intention here. But there you don't ask for permission because, you know, when you ask for permission, you're just you're asking. You're, you're going to you're asking to fail at that point. I mean, it's it's guaranteed they're going to say no. Yeah.
2: Yeah. The nice part about it is if uh, if New Hampshire managed to to wrestle loose or at least, you know, even if it was provoking the response of saying, no, you're absolutely not allowed to leave Mm -hmm. and we're going to station our troops in here. Well, that is at least enough to make Texas go, oh, yeah, Mm. well, we're leaving, too. And maybe Florida is going to be next and say, you know what? We don't want to be part of this either.
0: Yeah. You got to show the way you've got to somebody's got to lead this uh, down lead us down this road lead I mean, somebody down that road
2: you can't spread yourself too thin if you're trying to oppress everyone and if there's too many people that want to leave
0: too many fronts yeah, yeah exactly yeah that's true well plus they're already spread th- thin with their troops all around the world so they'd have to bring some troops home or something like that mm-hmm. in order to and i guess they did do that with afghanistan so. Yeah, maybe they'll close down one of these how many wars are we in i don't even know uh there was actually speaking of people migrating for freedom and the liberty movement here in new hampshire the free state nh posted an interesting infographic today uh that is from the republican party they looked at the migrants into new hampshire and somehow they got i guess they looked at voter registration that must be how they did this yeah
1: i was i was hoping i was part of it in a way like because i saw that texas was one of the states that was one of the top five Mm -hmm. incoming and i and i was like oh one of those is me
0: yeah you must have been cuz uh, i've
1: i've registered to vote right. i don't think i did anything oh yeah and i got a driver's license here
0: yeah so on the uh, previous state of residence they found that of course the majority of people are coming from massachusetts but the second most popular state to leave to move to New Hampshire was Florida,
1: and I keep ah, seeing their plates. Awesome! And yeah. I keep saying it's weird. There is no way that there's uh, snowbirds because they're here in the, the winter time. <laughs> winter yeah. time.
0: So I thought that was interesting, uh, and and apparently there's more. like I want more, and, a, <laughs> and apparently there's like thirty to one Republican to Democrat migration.
1: Yeah, so they're coming from Massachusetts. Yeah, but they're the, re- the wingers.
0: Not that's that, you know, that they care about freedom, but anyway, more coming up here. This is Free Talk Live. Yeah. Come on. It's Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything you want here. The number is 603 283 Can take control of the airwaves at 603-283-6160. Tonight, you've got Ian. Bapeless Mountaineer.
1: And Bonnie.
0: Now, maybe it's not time for independence yet, but we want to get that conversation started, and we did successfully do that here in New Hampshire with a piece of legislation that was heard a few weeks ago, CACR 32. You can go to nhexit.us and learn more about what happened with that. Uh, Sadly, it did not get voted in, which if it had, it would have put it to uh, the ballot it would have put it to the uh, question to the people and asked them what they think about independence uh, whether or not new hampshire should move forward with a peaceful declaration of independence and we just had somebody calling in from michigan upper peninsula who would love to see that area secede from michigan but he admitted that There's no movement for that. There's no talk about it. And that's the thing. You've got to. Turns out they don't want to risk finding out that no one would sign the social contract if you had it. Well, we've got to get that conversation started. And if you're into the ideas of liberty, if you care about freedom, you really ought to consider migration. You ought to move to a place. And you were hitting on this earlier, uh, Peakless Mountaineer, and that is get to be around people that are like minded. Now, I'm not going to jump to the conclusion. And get all cel- uh, celebratory about the fact that a bunch of Republicans are moving to New Hampshire. But that's what we were talking about here. The uh, The piece of uh, infographic that was provided by the Free State Project that they got from the Republican National Committee, apparently, that shows that in the last, I presume, year, I'm not sure what the time frame is of this 2020 maybe don't i don't know anyway recently uh some number of people have migrated to new hampshire a lot of people have been moving around the country during the whole covid thing as we were talking with a caller from arizona about people leaving california and going to other places well there, there's an old joke that,
2: that uh, a libertarian loses half their friends every four years And at the moment, because uh, because you get a new president, because the the other party comes into power. I see. And uh, all of a sudden, all of your Democrats are no longer anti-war or Mm. all of a sudden, all of your uh, Republicans are no longer small government. Yeah. And, And that's the thing. Like right now, for the time being, the people on the right are more inclined to actually be free
0: for now that's what they say at least and uh the good news about this though what they're saying here in this survey is or this data that they've gotten from voter registrations is that 98.2 percent apparently of the people who have migrated here and registered to vote are registered as either republican or undeclared nice and Hmm. 1.8 percent are registered as democrat
1: of the people moving
0: People who've moved in and who've registered to vote, we don't know about people who haven't registered well, to vote. i did, I didn't did know they, so it
1: was that big of a difference
0: do they cut up the uh the uh
2: undeclared to uh, uh versus republican
0: yes thirty one point four percent undeclared and sixty six point eight percent republican or at least I presume they mean undeclared. they say unknown
1: I am mm. technically one of these people probably in the statistics, and I'm technically a Republican also, right. but it's because I wanted to be able to vote for my friends.
0: In the primary. In
1: the primary when they were running Republican. but um, So I I think a lot of those people might be that.
0: Well, I don't want to jump to a conclusion about how many of these people actually care about freedom. I would not say Mm -hmm. that, oh, they're Republicans, so they care about freedom. No, I'm I'm not going to jump to that conclusion at all. Well, no,
1: I'm saying they might not be Republicans.
0: No, I get get what what you're saying. What I wanted to point out about this is the free staters who are here in New Hampshire by and large tend to run as Republicans mm-hmm. when they run for local uh, for state reps for instance mm-hmm. and we know that most people don't think about what they vote for they just vote party line mm-hmm. so the fact that these people are moving here are Republicans, doesn't matter whether they really care about freedom or not as long as they're your typical republicans who vote party line they're going to end up casting votes for libertarians running as republicans so ultimately this is good news it'd
2: be nice if they care about liberty too that would be nice but even if they don't and and in in new hampshire in particular the 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 Democratic Party are the more oppressive party. They are. They are, they are. the larger states, more, more regulation. Uh, they're the ones pushing for a state tax. No
0: one wants that. That's right. And they're the ones who have been pushing for COVID mandates and things like that. They're mm-hmm. going to have a tough time. Uh, getting reelected this year because they have been insane about COVID. They still are uh, insane. So anyway, I see this as a good indicator. The Free State Project put it out there to kind of bust the myth that a bunch of Democrats are moving here from Massachusetts.
1: Yeah, I hear hear that too. And I never knew how much truth there was to that. Oh, a bunch of Democrats are moving here. I would just think, why would they want to do that?
0: That's the thing. They're not. Mm, yeah. uh, it's true that people are moving from Massachusetts, but not the Democrats. Mm. So that doesn't mean they aren't status but they're less likely to be the worst sort of Massachusetts residents
2: yeah and I'll I will say that the reason that that's not the case is because they didn't extend the Boston Washington corridor by building a uh, the a rail. rail yeah if they'd bought if they'd have built a rail up here uh, we absolutely would get a huge influx mm. of big state Democrats from Massachusetts and and so on
0: let's go to the phones here Sarah is on the line with us now in New Mexico Sarah go ahead
8: Oh, yes. Uh, so our state, we're going to start putting uh, um, sensors and alarms and lights uh, for to help the people, uh, the drivers that are entering the freeway the wrong way and causing accidents. They're doing head-on collisions uh, while they're drunk, um, you know, on the freeway. And this has happened over and over again. In, uh, It turns out we're gonna learn the technology from Arizona so this is these are the technology that they had in Arizona for many years cool and uh, and then they finally decided we need something like this
1: how do they work how how do they sense people going the wrong way and what do they do well I I heard uh, just a little
8: bit about it I don't I haven't researched it uh, really a lot but I think uh, once they enter the freeway, there's lights that go on and there's a, a sounding a, alarm. Mm. I don't know if it alerts the police or what department, but it's supposed to alert the driver that they're going the, um entering the freeway on an on an exit. That's mm. what's going on. So it, they're so, so drunk.
1: It sounds crazy, you know? but it, it used to happen all the time in San Antonio and you'd hear about it. You'd be like, what? How did that happen? And I don't think it's always that they're drunk.
2: It it is disappointing to hear that this is a big enough problem that it needs to be solved, but uh, I'm in, I'm in favor of it. Hey, uh, let them know uh, this is the wrong way.
8: Well, the thing about it is that New Mexico—it's it's taken them like, like so many years of of this going on forever and ever—and they're like, "Hey, we got a problem, and maybe we got to do something." And they're like, "Well, the Arizona's been doing all this uh, sensor technology, and mm-hmm. um, you know but, uh, the." um, Arizona is a home for the red, uh, red flex. So I was told that the it was red like a Netflix, flex? red flex, red light camera oh, company. Those, those
0: people. Yeah, see, that's a bad kind of technology, mm-hmm. the red light cameras, which punish people and try to generate revenue for the state. And uh, I,
1: I wish people weren't going to be robbed for these sensors to be put in either.
0: Yeah, that's true. Uh, thank you for the call tonight, Sarah. I appreciate it. We talked a little bit about road building earlier, yeah. suggesting that, hey, if that's what people want, then that's what well, they'll get. And I think that this kind of technology would be used on private roads Absolutely. If that's what we had. And it probably and would have been used 10 years ago. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, this is probably technology that's relatively. Simple, mm-hmm. right? You're just yeah,
1: alarms and radars, flashing.
0: or whatever, like mm-hmm. to detect whether the car is going the wrong direction and then, you know, whatever to alert that person. Of course, if they're S-face drunk, they're going to be like, oh, am I at an amusement park? Whatever. Uh, the other point I wanted to make about this migration, these numbers about people coming into New Hampshire, is we don't know how many people are leaving, right? Mm. Like, mm-hmm. we don't know how many of the Democrats are getting fed up because we know that very few Democrats are coming in. Mm-hmm. So it seems like a fair presumption to think that maybe some Democrats are leaving. Well, New and Hampshire. I mean, you
2: got Boston right there. Sure or mm-hmm. Vermont, you know, Yeah, exactly. New York.
0: Yeah, not I mean, very if, far
2: if you like the city go that way if mm-hmm. you like the country go that way it's right over there similar culture they're gonna love you there it's gonna be a great time for you yes
0: exactly so if you care about freedom you love the ideas of liberty you really ought to start planning to migrate to new hampshire and you can learn more at 101reasonsfilm.com it's 101 reasons that liberty lives in new hampshire it's a great little documentary it's a little old at this point but those reasons are still solid Uh, So, head over to 101reasonsfilm.com. We got more coming up, including the World Government Summit. Yuck. It's Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live. Moments remain for you. If you want to join us, you can. The number is 603 283 6160. By the way, do we want to say thank you to Barry Swenson, who is a supporter of our Free Talk Live Amps Patreon, which you can join as well. Barry did 5 bucks a month over as a silver-level supporter at amps.freetalklive.com, amps.freetalklive.com. You can join it there, and we appreciate it. It helps us advertise, market, promote, and support Free Talk Live. So if you like what we do and you want us to keep doing it and do it bigger and more radio stations, uh, we can do that. We've got over 190 great stations that air the show at various different times throughout the week, and Barry and the rest of the, uh, the AMPs are helping us expand that, so head over to amps.freetalklive.com. As we get into the World Government Summit, not to be confused with the World Economic Forum, which there's probably some crossover between mm-hmm. the two groups, but uh, you discovered this group somehow, Peakless Mountaineer. What what happened? Um, gosh, I think that was uh, uh, We Are Change? Uh, oh, was okay. covering
2: it yeah and i Luke Radowski, yep yep and uh yeah he does great great work over there and uh i was surprised i'd never heard of this thing because mm. you know i'm i'm usually pretty good at like okay well uh, the trilateral commission's over here and they have this overlap with the uh the, Bilderberg. with the Bilderbergs and with the the uh council on foreign relations right. And, uh, okay, and over here we have the Davos crew with their World Economic Forum, so I'm usually pretty good at this stuff, and here's this thing, it's called the World Government Summit. It's been around since 2013. Hmm. And I'd never heard of the darn thing. Me
1: either, until you brought it up earlier.
2: Well, and and that's the thing, like, we really are entering into such a weird time, because I mean, like, it, it... if anyone out there has ever heard Klaus Schwab speak, like he honestly comes off like a comic book supervillain. Yeah. He really does. And have and, you seen the pictures of him in that creepy outfit too? I haven't. I really want to. Though. I, I, find I, I, find I tried finding you. it and I'm, I, my Google foo is, is terrible. Um, but yeah, I mean, and here we have, it's like, Oh, the idea of a world government is a crazy conspiracy theory. Um, yeah, not so much. So, uh, let's see, this one's from uh, gulfbusiness.com. Dubai, World Government Summit 2022 begins today, aims to shape next global agenda. Nothing Great. terribly ominous about that. i just, you know, trying to shape the global agenda. Uh, Government officials and experts from around the world have convened in Dubai at the World Government Summit 2022 to address some of the challenges currently facing humanity. The WGS 2022 held at Expo 2020, Dubai on March 29th to 30, will host more than 4,000 individuals from 190 countries. Leaders, senior government officials, heads of international organizations, and global experts will participate in sessions to discuss and highlight global challenges and their potential
0: solutions. They claim here they're expecting 25,000 attendees. Wow. So I don't know if it's 4,000 is the... Oh, wait, wait. 25,000 attendees and then 25,000 virtual attendees, 640-plus speakers, uh, and more. 200 media organizations this is a big event that's huge lots of money being poured uh, poured into this thing yeah and 190 countries that's almost
2: Almost all all of them them. yeah so wow and i've never
0: heard of this freaking thing Mm -hmm. well it's not being marketed to you Mm -hmm. Mm, ain't that Mm -hmm. just the case you're not invited
1: They just want to control your every aspect of your life
0: although to their credit and i don't want to give them a lot of credit there they do appear to have had live streams now i don't know if they streamed every presentation because apparently there were 995 sessions and workshops so there's a ton of different tracks like whenever Mm -hmm. you're at a conference there's always different you know things that you can go and do at the same time but some of the stuff there's video of it so that's at least well, good. And and
2: this really does just showcase a major change that has been slowly occurring over the years of, yeah, there are all these things that they used to, you know, quietly in a back smoky room talk about. Mm-hmm. And And more and more, they're just bringing it forward so that you get, I mean, it's very much a boil the frog slowly kind of situation. Like, okay, here's this terrible thing that we're going to let you know a little bit of and then a little bit more of until we reach the point where, well, of course, don't you want to, don't you want to have a global government summit?
0: Don't you want to own nothing and be happy? Right?
1: I think another thing about it is that they have to basically get your consent and and i think that it's because they're they're not just you know clueless people and don't understand like the the concept of karma i think that they have their own spiritual beliefs and they believe they're not doing anything wrong as long as they're getting your consent and um that's that's what's made the most sen- sense to me about mm. why do they tell us what they're going to do in movies and the simpsons and uh Why do they even let us know they're having these little summits? Why don't they just have it completely secret? It's not impossible. Well, I think that they have to kind of get your consent. And that's another reason I just I don't uh, hold the average person who just wants to ignore the government as just completely not responsible. I think that you're absolutely giving your consent to this.
0: Mm -hmm. Well, if you're not going against it, then, you know, you're part of it. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, there's
2: there's complacency in their support and they want both. They want... Mm -hmm. uh, uh, Sure. I mean, so you got to think like, okay, well, if they had this thing in a, you know, secluded location with no press and then it came out people might be upset mm-hmm. you know some of those world leaders might face you know some some political opposition uh, when they go right. back to their country for attending this secret meeting right Whereas, are dare you right whereas if they tell everyone about it see nothing nefarious going on we're just planning the every detail of your life <laughs> which is literally true because I mean uh, one of the things they were talking about was the central bank digital currency and that very yes. much ties in to this uh, web 3.0, the Internet of Things, where they will have, and I, I remember hearing about like uh, one of the recent moves is that in the, uh, in the medical world, uh, right down to the veterinary uh, uh, world, you have to have like uh, a, a special new way of keeping track of literally every individual item. So it's not just this kind of product that goes over here. No, it is this individual item. This particular object goes over here and you have to log that this object was sold to this uh, company over here. And, and that's the direction that we're moving here is the, the so-called Internet of Things, which I assure you will very soon become the Internet of People as well because it ties into the central bank digital currency. And it really is absolute control of literally every activity
1: as I've been uh, beginning to read Olu Axelman's newest book um, presumed guilty I've been constantly having myself think wow I totally understand now why Chris Wade keeps his phone in a whatever that a Faraday is bag? yeah yeah Faraday bag and why he is so against just giving absolutely any piece of identifying information to the government it, it's making a lot more sense now Because he goes into how the government gets Google to give them like Google search warrants and all all those things. And just, uh, yeah, there's so many different ways that they're getting information about us and using it against you. Even things you wouldn't think like, oh, I bought a spatula. Well, now we have a warrant for everyone who bought a spatula in this area. And the Internet of Things is totally something that can Mm -hmm. uh, aid with that.
0: The uh, by the way, the CBDC presentation that they had was a panel discussion uh, held on the 29th where they had some crypto people. Basically, it looks like uh, the founder, one of the co-founders of Tether was mm-hmm. there, and it was entitled "CBDCs and Stablecoins: Can They Coexist?" So they're trying to pitch. Briefly, they're trying to pitch the governments on not cracking down on the stablecoins, is what it sounds like to me. Hmm. That's interesting. Well, um,
2: and that's the thing. They can exist briefly, but the fact of the matter is, if you let us trade, then the good currency will win out. Mm. And and that's one of the things, like, we're in a very strange situation where their plots and plans are actually about to turn against them, because they absolutely have planned the takedown of the unipolar world, uh, the new world order of the the American order, Mm -hmm. is absolutely... And that's what we're experiencing now. That's why our our currency is going to absolute ruin, because they want... they want like a little currency for each one of their states for better control but what they don't see coming is the fact that once you allow that market then the superior product is going to take uh, is going to take a greater share of that market and that superior product is cryptocurrency And uh, just to mention real briefly, uh, there's another article by uh, Gulf News on uh, the knowledge economy is key to empowering governments. And given how we know that the economy so far has worked, I think that's what the plan is uh, uh, as well, is to
0: control who gets access to what knowledge. Indeed. Now, of course, that's always been the plan. There's always been forbidden knowledge and esoteric stuff that Mm. they don't want you to know about. And we are out of time for tonight. You can join us between now and tomorrow anytime over at freetalklive.com. And don't forget our social media site, social.freetalklive.com. See you tomorrow.